What's up, everybody? It's Joe LaPuma. You are listening. You are watching the Complex Sneakers Podcast. As always, I'm here with my two co-hosts, my two friends. First off to my right, Mr. Matt Welty. Hey, we're here. Yep. We are here. We are here. Okay. <laughs> Gave him the thumbs up. To my, uh, to my left, Mr. Brendan Dunn. Thumbs up. Thumbs up. We're here. Yep, look. This is how we're starting it out. <laughs> Dave Matthews is in studio, came fresh off Teterboro, Our, just to land his, just to diddy bop and land his jet. Listen, Welcome, Dave. The, the gang's all back together. Yes, it is. Uh, uh, we we are missing some people because we did have something fall through this morning, but whatever, whatever. Save but, it for the documentary. Okay, other than okay. that, our producer Dave Matthews is here. Mm-hmm. Haley is back, our editor from yep. vacation. Yes. So, so I, you know what? Here's what I love about the level of dedication people have to this podcast. Last week... Our editor Haley was on vacation, yep. you know, so so we had to sub in. Yep. And people are so tuned in that they noticed there was an extra bar of music in the intro. You know, when Drake was dropping all those freestyles, he uh-huh. used to let the beat build just in case. Yeah, or let Jess live, take yeah, a bar exactly. off. Yeah, you know? exactly. Just in case someone wanted to try their hand on, get some bars off, we put an extra bar. <laughs> if we, you know, if a freestyle pops up this week, <laughs> go in. <laughs> Go in. Yeah. We might have to bring the Pulver Brothers out of retirement. They can become <laughs> oh, the Leatherback yeah. Freestyle. For real. Salute. For real. Okay, but we're we're back to regularly scheduled programming. The the intro music is just as long or as short as it mm-hmm. should be. At this point, you know? fingers crossed. Yeah, we'll see. Okay, <laughs> you never know. You never know. Take a bar off at a bar here. You know, we'll see. <laughs> you gotta stretch the budget. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> What's going on? Well, how was the weekend? Any? I had a good weekend. I was at. The Governor's Ball Music Festival. Okay. Central C you saw? I saw Central C. I saw Kendrick Lamar. Lil Nas X had quite the shaky set. Really? Yeah. You know what? I was actually stressed out. Uh, caught Lizzo on Friday evening. Okay. You know, Yiddy Gang. I Always. was thinking about come through in the sequined uh, Yiddy hat. But... I would have loved to see it. <laughs> um, he- here's why I was stressed out. In the planning for going to Gov Ball, the person I was going with was asking what shoes she should wear. Okay. And she was trying on a bunch of different sneakers, and eventually she landed on the taxi SB Dunks that I got her. Oof. Okay. You know, not not the not the most the green ones. Valuable, or? yeah, green taxi Tokyo Dunks. Not the most valuable SB sneaker ever, but you know, a hard shoe to find in a small size. It's worth mm. a decent amount of money. And I was like, look, we're going to music festival. Mm. I don't really know if that's a sneaker you want to wear. Mm. But she landed on them, and we showed up on Friday night, and it didn't rain all day okay. Friday. We got there. The Uber dropped us off. We had to walk a long ways. And literally as soon as we got in, it started raining. And then it started pouring. And then it started dumping all over the SB Dogs. And I was like, yeah, I tried I tried to warn you about she this. She do the rain and stain repellent? She do a few sprays? <sighs> there was no crep to be had. You know what, though? It got me thinking about sneaker cleaning a lot. I'm like, maybe I, I feel like that could be a regular segment on here. Maybe we could get a sneaker cleaner company to sponsor us. We need Listen, a new sponsor. Tiffany Air Force Ones when I went home the other day. There was a there was a the crap there, on him? yeah there was a sneaker cleaner brand who uh, contacted me recently saying hey I want to send you a bunch of product to put on the on the set somewhere and I said hey you know what if you want to do that okay you can sponsor the show that a boy who knew you would put your sales hat on <laughs> have you all ever been in that stressful situation when it comes to maybe sneakers in the weather or at a festival specifically where you brought the wrong pair out and you were like oh fuck what am i going to do when that trojan horse is just hitting on the on the tokyo the trojan horse yeah, what Central talk about protection album. oh 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 yeah him and him and dave sorry I was thinking of a different kind of Trojan. Okay. <laughs> the Central Sea set was hitting and the Tokyos were, were a little... That No, that was a different day. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What did you wear, by the way? I wore the ALD New Balance 860 V2. And they got okay. dusted up a decent bit, but when I got home, I, I scrubbed down her Tokyo Taxi Dunks and I scrubbed down my New Balance. Did you, did you get what? them back to pre-condition what do you mean did you see him in college it's like a, a <laughs> we don't need to bring up the assets you, never know. In there. you <laughs> never know sometimes you've d- i've definitely tried to clean shoes in yeah. the past and wreck the sneakers in the process yeah i'm not the best sneaker cleaner which is like i said we need a sponsor to come in and yeah. you know we could do this on a weekly basis but yeah. i feel like i did okay with my new balances i i, I like to that's use the easy white that's an easy shoe to clean white up. leather no, it's mesh and easy oh, that Mesh is tough. Mesh is hard to clean. To me, mesh me- is one of the hardest surfaces to clean. Mesh is easy to clean. clean in oh, the, the runner, the new runner. In the sense that there's no uh, consequence of cleaning it too much. Like a suede or a nubuck. Yeah, you're not going to ruin the shoe in the process. It might just be a pain in the butt to get out. Mm. But you can literally take dish soap and a brush and just scrub the heck out of it and 
see where it goes and you're not going to make this unless you like somehow scrub it so hard that you actually tear away at the mesh fabric which could happen i feel like when i think about the handful of pairs of shoes that i have where there's one exact spot you know you can remember how a shoe got messed up and you can see this shoe in your mind's eye and that one little splotch on it and it's it's oftentimes a mesh panel on a toe Mm -hmm. box or something it's like an oil spot you know one little pixel yeah you eat at a lot of italian restaurants like you and i do come on Little garlic and oil pasta drips right on. That's it. Uh huh. A little but, Alfredo, maybe. Yeah, you know, a little carbonara. carbonara. <laughs> what, what was it? Carbonara. Okay. Okay. <laughs> little bucatini. <laughs> no. Uh, okay. I brought them reasonably back to life. Okay. Though. I just do the wipes. I, this, these days, I don't. I don't pull out the bowl with the comb mm-hmm. and the brush and all that. I just wipe them down. Yeah. Get some water and just like that's it. No, I'll, I'll do a solution. You know, but yeah. we'll see. You know, there's some out there and. We'll see which one is our favorite. <laughs> Sneaker cleaning from you know, it's the worst when you try to clean a suede and like you need to like uh, dry, like uh, like spot it almost like while you're doing it. Yeah. Like, so what's the right way to do it? I'm not totally so sure. So suede is that like so you don't number one you don't want to use too much solution. Right. Like if you straight up like pour a ton of water, ton of uh, soap, and then just start like scrubbing like on the, the heck, suede. God. Yeah. No. See, that's where I that's get, I, too much. I used you kinda, to go a little too aggressive. You kind of need to just take a little bit and kind of start to work it in. But then also have a towel there during the process, so you scrub it, and then you also kind of like, oh, wow. like uh, pat it down, so it's the shoe isn't like even though it's cleaned, it's like the amount of water that's on the suede. Like mm-hmm. when it dries, it can dry the shoe. Get a little crusty. Yeah, a I had crunchy. one of the biggest regrets cleaning a shoe. I had the sock in the end clothing burger uh, collaboration, which like I remember this fiasco for you. Yeah, and the shoe just got wrecked yeah because i didn't i just was too aggressive with cleaning it Safe and then to I, say the burgers were cooked yeah mm, I, yeah a little overdone yeah and, but <laughs> just called justin bolus <laughs> yeah but, exactly hey, george boats over exactly. here exactly <laughs> yeah for real <laughs> for real yeah but i think that like with a with a mesh shoe it's like you can just go at it and be fine getting into some sneaker news what's Ooh, happening i'm gonna start off travis john mcenroe mac attack ad not, not my favorite one. I thought like um, McEnroe's such a big personality. I thought maybe it would like have some energy to it. Uh, it was just um, although it was a little maybe, anemic. Maybe it was a preview, but I just thought I don't know. I, I That's it. A little bit. Yeah. So what do you think? Is that collaboration like official? Official? Like the the? Because I remember you were still hesitant mm-hmm. about the pair that Travis wore. I still f- don't know if they're actually doing That's, a yeah, Travis yeah. shoe. I mean, but they featured him in the rollout. Yeah. I think it was cool that the Utopia branding is popping up more and more. He's got the briefcase in there. But I agree with Joe. I think this is a smart moment because there's been such a long journey toward the Mac Attack retro that Travis Scott has been involved in for, for a while now. But then when you finally get the footage, and I hope it's a precursor to something more substantial. But yeah, it might you know, be, totally. John McEnroe, a famous fireball, somebody who, who we expect to bring a lot of energy, and it's just them dinking it around the court you can't even see the court that's why i thought McEnroe was you know he's known for like this the big personality and to be fair maybe coming up there's other assets but i like the still image i like the brief i like the whole briefcase thing i think that's dope for yeah. utopia uh but yeah i just thought the video asset was a little tepid not, yeah not not like amazing I, I guess they'll get a little extra credit for me if they shot it at nike world headquarters in okay Beaverton, but not sure the only I guess the one thing I will give him credit for, and like, like you said, I don't know if the Travis reverse swoosh is like an official, uh, not that it's not official collaboration, but an actual like releasing product or just like a one-off, is that I know Travis has branched out and done other shoes in the past. You mm-hmm. know, he's done an Air, did an Air Jordan 33, which mm-hmm. most, most people forget about. Uh, he's done Air Trainer 1s. Etc. 270s, but I feel like for the longest time, it's like everything around Travis was just like the most obvious, like hype, yeah, models where it's like Jordan One Low, uh, Air Jordan Four, Air Force One, and it makes sense because you mm-hmm. want to build these big hype moments. But that was also like my least favorite segment of sneaker culture because it just was like the ultimate hype beast era of sneakers where mm-hmm. it's like skinny rip black jeans, Supreme T-shirt, Travis Scott sneakers. Are you talking about anybody who's in this room right now? Uh, careful. <laughs> <laughs> is this, is this person Jordan ones? Just the whole, just the whole era, the whole vibe, the whole vibe of it of like going to a resale shop and like already knowing what's going to be on the shelf. All right, but those shoes were good. 
Some of them were good, but just the whole everything that it brought on, right? Like it made people not think outside the box, and it was just too obvious. But I think with with John McEnroe, <laughs> at least to some extent, I feel like it's okay. moving into something a little more interesting. And it's got the history involved. I don't, the person who was originally involved with the shoe is there. Oh, yes. I, I thought you meant it's got the history involved. I'm like, the history of Travis and John McEnroe that goes way back. No, no, no. John McEnroe himself. Yeah. This is what I don't get. So mm -hmm. the shoe itself is just called the Nike Attack, right? I believe so. I think, the, I think that the, was the branding, though, like on mm -hmm. the on the pictures. Mm -hmm. It just said Nike Attack in the corner. And our assumption was is that because John McEnroe no longer officially – or thought maybe John McEnroe no longer officially like a Nike – endorser because they've done that in the past where they stripped the name yeah, or yeah, the yeah. logo from the shoes but he's in the ad so why is it not the mac attack i mean i assume that they just came to an agreement with him that involves him being in the ad in the ad and featured not some way but not hey you get to use my name every time you sell a pair of these shoes are you going to get a pair of wealthy i would wear them yeah yeah i would it wear does something shoe. for you what's the last nike you bought uh last nike shoe i bought or got, yeah oh i mean no, uh, sadly enough, the last Nike shoe I bought was the brown Tom Sachs. Oh wow! Hmm, yeah. <laughs> going out sad. Yeah, <laughs> went down sad. bad. Picked the wrong way sad to boys. spend your money. <laughs> Although I, I do like. Um, I was talking to Brendan about this yesterday. I, sorry, I forget the name. I'm blanking on the name of that new ACG model. ACG Watercat. Yeah, that looks like a Keen shoe. It looks kind of like the Keen Unique. Oof! It's got the. Uh, uh, I don't know if it's woven or knitted. What's but it called? ACG. Watercat Plus, I think. Let me check my database. Nice shoe for rolling around okay. in an in a ankle deep river. Are we going fishing in those, Welty? Did you see the picture of uh, Tinker Hatfield fishing over the weekend? I saw that. Yeah. He, yeah. yeah on the gram. Yeah, he, Was he, he dropped those? some gems. I mean, you can't see his feet. Oh. He's, he's waist deep in oh. uh, the Deschutes River. Brendan's. Uh, yeah, sad I wasn't invited. Maybe he had the Nike ACG Deschutes sandal on. Classic. Bought two of those over the pandemic. Ask how many times I've worn them. Zero. Uh, that was a shoe. I I apologize. We've done so many episodes of this that I can't tell whether or yeah. not it's territory. No, you've talked I've about the shoes before, but yeah, several times. Yeah, trying to find old pairs on eBay. Wait, so are you buying? The, are you buying Mac attacks? No, he said no. And are you? Buying I mean, a black colorway. We'll see. No, you don't need a triple black Mac attack. Okay, guess not then. Jeez. I'm trying to help you save your money. Okay. Imagine how chintzy those are going to feel, too. If, if Nike makes a triple black Mac attack, it's going to be the most synthetic shoe you've ever felt. Okay. Well, I to guess me, not To then. me, it's also like a, a triple black shoe, like that model. It's just like, to me, it's like the antithesis of like exciting looking tennis He's shoes. just subbing you this whole episode. I know. I know. You don't think John McEnroe showing up all black, head to toe with the Mac attacks? Murdered out? Come on. No. Like Mike Tyson used to? No? All right. Not impressed. Yeah. That's why you're not invited to the U.S. Open this year. <laughs> I don't even touch Queens. There's something I wasn't impressed by. I, I, I This is a rant I've been on before, uh -oh. but I have to keep going. The United States Postal Service has totally failed did you me. get? Did you get the thing? No. My package never showed up. They keep closing the case, and I keep trying to reopen it. This is a pair of Air Max 95s and infrared 90s. <laughs> Why are you laughing? This just is you funny trying to, you. to reopen. What do you have Just the pictures of the of the, the the Trump indictment boxes. Are you trying to reopen them? <laughs> no, this has been going on for like a month now. And I, I mentioned where somebody, my mom sent me the shoes, and she got a signature confirmation for them. And the the package was signed for by a person that the, the signature left was F space C K. Like what? What is that? that? Like someone's playing a joke on me. They keep they keep closing the case, and then USPS emails me back, and they say the postal service wow. is aware of the frustration and disappointment caused. You're not aware of the the frustration and disappointment. You have no idea how much this pains me. Damn. And we do not live up to our commitment of safe and reliable mail service. These are gone forever, are, right? Are there? Yeah, you're done. You, are there? Are there? <laughs> you're gonna get the you get the thousand back. You said I'm not. No, there's oh. no way the insurance is not gonna come through. They're telling me there's no insurance. Oh on wow. The package. So you're I'm done. Yeah. Dead. Is there? Few places in the world worse than being in that actual post office. These when days. you're trying to fight for your package, not even just trying to fight for your package, just going to a post office is like the worst place on the planet. I try to mm -hmm. avoid it. 
I go in there with my woes because that's why I'm in there. And you go, they, they you say, go, go in home there and file the thing online. You go in there. You just, like you try to write out a label. They don't have any pens, and people ripped them off the. Oh wow! The, the, really, the, you really hate that place. The chain. That it's detailed. like you, you try to find like the the labels that they make you pay for, and they don't have any of them mm. left. I have a UPS store near me. It's great. Oh, UPS is great, but post great. office you go there. It's like the people who like work there are just like so miserable. And, like start yelling at you for no reason, and you're like, whoa. Okay, now I'm never gonna there get. There had my to package. be a reason. Probably studded. Nope. <laughs> nope. No. No. Sure? Oh, I, I tried to never make it. disrespected our government okay. workers. Nope. Try to make it as a cordial quick, as possible. Yes, and it's just as, uh, as as we expect from him. Yes, always. Speaking of a package <laughs> that did hit. Oh. Well, are you going to give us a little New Balance preview today? Oh, a little a unboxing. Let's, Let's go straight to camera. Let's take a look. Let's take a look. What do we got? World exclusive. Wow. What are, what shoe are we looking at for the for the viewer for not for the viewers for the listeners? Sometimes the listeners don't know. Oh, we got the we spell it out the new unreleased Action Bronson 990 V6 Lapis Lazuli Stone mm-hmm. from the Sky or Stone from Heaven, one of the two. Do you like this colorway better than the first Action Bronson 990 Man, V6? Look, he just reached back. <laughs> this one, oh, like right Odell. on cue, right on cue. This one. Yes, please break down the comparison. What you see, what you like. What you give what one color? Relations? One, one. <laughs> now let's Jacques Cousteau. Actually, yep. Can yep. I interrupt? Not yes. that I would ever do that, but this is funny that you have the pistachio on deck because earlier when I was talking about a splotch on a mesh section of a shoe, this is the exact shoe I have sitting in my office at home. Action Bronson New Balance 990 V6, the baklava colorway, and on the right shoe, there's a there's a little brown dot mm. on the toe box on the yellow mesh. Can't yeah. figure it out. But just I thought, should have brought them in so well to get clean. Just thought I'd give people no like unreleased shoes haven't yeah. come out yet. People are, are, seem to be excited about this. Everyone wants to know the release date. I don't know the release date. You can't text. Will you text somebody from New Balance while we're on air and see if we can get it? No, but you I don't know. know. I think there's I guess there's a lot of debate going on online which colorway people like more. I don't Where know. do you stand? It's tough. Mm-hmm. You no, have to make on. a decision. You got to make a stance. I think I like the. Uh, this one. They feel said this one's definitely more wearable, right? Yeah. This one, I just like more that's the verdict you final answer um i like the lapis lazuli more i think even though like i said i've gotten a ton of wear out of the baklava colorway i'm excited for the second colorway so much wear you have a stain on it you know og colorway for me i like both though i will wear both and the original feels more special yeah the baklava yeah it feels more unique and distinct but i like both you need to get bronson on the podcast yes can we do that for this one you came in here, big game, world exclusive. Action. Get him on. Action. Come on. <laughs> I think we were going to do it at one time, and then we pivoted, right? Yeah. But I don't want Yeah, I, I want to have that conversation, but we got to let it breathe a little bit because yeah. so, sometimes we get such a familiar cast of characters on all these shows that, you know, I want to give people a break, and then we l- let life catch up to them, and then we catch back up to yeah. them. Right? Yeah, of course. In due time. All right. But, is that it? Yeah, or that's it. Just break? wanted to give an early look at the shoes. Okay. That's yeah. all. I think that's worth it. Should we talk about the shoes we have on feet since we're yes. on New Balance right now? I feel like I, I I said earlier that we're all back together, but I feel like I'm not even together with you guys because everybody has the same shoes on except me. So, Wealthy, what are you wearing? Uh, wearing the Palace New Balance 991s. And sorry to disappoint everyone. You've probably already seen. I will be wearing these for the full-size run episode today, oh, wow. too. Because we're... Shooting two things in one Double day. Ratings in shambles. Double headers. <laughs> there goes all. How are they ever going to move on? Uh, Stray Rats 991 for me. Wore these last night, and I kept them by the door. And I said, I have work tomorrow. I'm going to double up and wear them again. Put in work. Yep. Not only are you both wearing New Balances, you're both wearing New Balance 991s. Great shoe. They went in for a pound together. Not you, though. <laughs> <laughs> no pound for me. I am Looking. wearing... Is this too? Is this too on trend? Look at you! You the mulberry seeping through. <laughs> Mul- I'm he brought, a lot, man. He brought mulberry to Times Square. I'm wearing Adidas Samba Seed. This is here. You know, say what you want about the Samba right now. Maybe, maybe there's too many of them out there. Maybe you see them too frequently. Maybe it's become a tired model. Let me just let me just set the record straight right now. These Sambas are from. A few years ago, at least. 2019, at least. Maybe 2018. I feel like the the one you see most these these days is like uh, that vegan pair that's Mm -hmm. like the black one with the gray toe. Yeah. Yeah, right? Do you like those? I like those. They're okay. I didn't know if the vegan one doesn't get a pass from a meat eater like you. (laughs) You know who's a big Samba fan? Who? Samuel Jackson. 
Never forget. Yep. Go check that. More of a Stan Smith or a Rod Laver, though, yeah, right? Over 150. And quad flavors. Ondra, over you. 150 pairs. New episode of Sneaker Shopping this week with Samuel L. Jackson. Yes. That's up. Go check that out. Samus, I like those. He had to he had to, to let you know he's had them 2018. Okay. <laughs> I had to bring them back. Absolutely. Oh, you, you know what is a bring back we have to talk about? What? Soul Retriever posted the info about the return of the Nike Roshi run. Oh, oh here yeah. we are. Right away, I have here to say, we are. I have to say, when I saw this headline, I had to do a double take because I didn't even realize that yeah, the Roshi wasn't around. Mm. Did y'all realize that you couldn't just go? I mean, I, it makes sense now that I think well, about I think, it, but in my mind, it's been such a permanent shoe for the past decade. I think plus. that they uh, replaced it in the line. Mm. You know, where um, stuff like the Tangent and things like that. Yeah, where you, uh, I think they moved it from like the Roshi was a shoe that was available almost everywhere. Yeah. Um, at one point, like you could go to Foot Locker, Champs, Finish Line, mm-hmm. all the way down and get and all the way up. I feel like a lot of the boutiques had boutiques, them as well. But then, because like the retail price on Roshi's was sixty dollars, I believe. Um, sounds about. I think it was a little higher when they first came out, sixty-five or seventy. Yeah, they like kept it at that price point, that like cheap price point. Mm-hmm. But then they shifted it to like the discount retailers in like different models, where it was like a famous footwear or something like that. Where mm-hmm. like that's where the new home for like those price point mm-hmm. Nikes was. And then they graduated the Roshi as well and had all these upgraded versions of it you know all these pendleton. sequels and things like that yeah not not even just a pendleton but different models you know and and uh, yeah Roshi 2 Roshi plus I think there I think was the Roshi 2 is like very short-lived though yeah you talk about a time just looking at those colorways brings you back what a time in like sneaker culture complex history a we simpler time. time a simpler time wow. I know the Roshi turned into a meme and it's yeah, cool to but, roast the Roshi. But when the Roshi first came out, that was so much fun. So much fun. We, one colorway we, after the other. One colorway after the other. And then there's specific colorways. The kind of like the off-white with the teal green sole. Calypso? Just, I, Calypso. Calypso? I, could just see, I can hear the steel drums in my I head could just right see now, Noah, Joe. I could just see Iguana? Noah... Noah walking into the office, he had he might have had the little um, the pants, yeah, with the exactly with the Calypso colorway. What an era! Might even buy one just to restore the feeling. You're gonna go buy a Roshi in 2023? No, <laughs> immediately, well, immediately nope. reconsidering your statement. But think about how big we always say the Roshi was. Kanye famously mm-hmm. said that him and Virgil were interning and then they were in the airport and they saw. The Roche run, mm-hmm. and uh, Kanye said, I, "I want to paraphrase that he thinks the Monarch was the number one selling shoe at that time, mm-hmm. and the Roche was number two. And that's like he was like, we need to yeah, make a shoe that's going to replace yeah. the Roche. That's how big, big it was. Like we said, it, it turned into this internet meme. But talk about an era, and it spawned the Adidas Yeezy 350 Boost." You look exactly. at that silhouette, and it's the same style and shape, and that's because they wanted to make a Roshi killer, and that's exactly, I think they achieved that with yeah. the Adidas EZ 350 Boost but V2. It, it's funny, though, because it's like a Roshi killer, but like we're talking about price point. Yeah. It's like there's those shoes are so far apart. You could buy three Roshis for the pair of an Adidas EZ or even more than boost. that. Yeah. yeah. And or not more, but like three and a half or something. I don't think you can buy a half pair. And the quote is, this is before dad shoes became cool. I looked at that Roche and I said, I need to replace that shoe. And now when you go to the airport, you definitely see 350s and you don't really see the Roche anymore. Will we see the Roche at LaGuardia? <sighs> Here's the thing. About, it could happen. I. It could happen. It depends on how they position it. If could, it goes mass, can you imagine? I don't know if people can you are imagine like nostalgic if we, for it. Like, right, yeah. but can you imagine if it gets a whole different audience and it goes mass? But will... Our audience co-sign it. Will the will the core sneakerhead people co-sign it? Because think I think so. that's what it takes a lot of times yeah. for these shoes to go mad. And I Fair. feel like that Fair. style Fair. is kind of like off trend at at this moment. Like, that Zen minimalistic couple yeah. panels, with like the mesh. where it's like if that shoe comes out, it's not what everyone's like clamoring for, like mm-hmm. stylistically at this point. Mm-hmm. So it's like I don't really see it becoming the ubiquitous shoe at this moment. Where like you're more likely to see like the what is that shoe like the New Balance five thirty. Is okay. That, is, you know what I'm talking about? That like nurse looking shoe with all the synthetic panels on it that you see like everywhere. I like yeah. I feel like those are the sort of models that you just see like flooding the streets at this point where it's like I don't really see a Roshi becoming like the end all be all. Not the 327, right? No. Oh. 
Well, to, when the Roshi first came out, did you participate heavily? I had a pair. Um, I remember the first pairs were hard to get. Yes. It was supposed to be a grassroots, like, movement sort of situation. And, like, the Guana, Calypso, et cetera, were, like, only available on Nike.com or something. Those so, those were the colorways I remember that were tough to track down. Yeah, where it's, like, you just saw people posting about it, and you're, like, but where are these shoes, you know? Um, and they were flipping for a couple hundred bucks. Yeah, and then um, I remember working at Foot Locker, then all of a sudden, like, Roshi's came in. And I think it was, like, three colorways that we had gotten at the time. And I ended up buying uh, – it was the crimson pair. So mm-hmm. it was all crimson with the gray swoosh on it. Yeah, white white sole. Yeah, I bought those, wore the heck out of those. Uh, definitely this was, like, right at, like, the end of, like, the menswear era. Like Joe was saying, like, rolled up pants. So, mm-hmm. like, was – I didn't – so everyone who I know they make fun of the no show socks. I did not <laughs> wear my sneakers at that point, except if it was like Chucks uh-huh. without socks. I did wear like dress shoes and boat shoes and those sort of shoes. Without socks. That was just the thing at the time. No socks. It was just yep. a look. I don't know. But I did wear Roshis without socks. Roshis without socks is a beautiful feel. But I feel like I Roshis I, uh, Roshi, feel free, baby. Roshis yeah, were kind of made to your yes. toes. They were kind of made to be worn sockless to some degree because they had solar soft insole. They had like that EVA-ish yeah, yeah. Uh, insole that could be taken out and just washed down and yeah. just thrown back in the shoe. Super breathable. I wore those. One of the easiest shoes to wash. Yeah, mm-hmm. I wore those and then I ended up getting this is regrettable. I ended up buying a mid-top pair of Roshis. Okay. Well, yeah. <laughs> Let me find out you spent a bunch of money on the box trolls yeah. Roshi. I don't know. No, not those, not those. I bought like it was they were at Foot Locker they had came in and I got my discount on them and they were just gray with like a royal blue swoosh on it and I was like this is like not the best idea. Were Roshi's selling like hotcakes at Foot Locker at the time? Do you remember? They started picking up and then all must of have been the tail end of your time there, right? Yeah, this is because this is right around the time I got like hired at Complex. Mm-hmm. Um, and I remember like there was like three colorways that came in. Next thing you knew, there was like fourteen different colorways mm. of the Roshi, and you're like, okay, like a little like can't sell this many of them, you know. Mm-hmm. So you got to Complex right at the end of Foot Locker getting the Roche. Yeah. Wow, some sentimental. It's like the cross. Over a period, but I remember the one that was big though was the the Yeezy Roshi Two, yeah. the the FB. Yeah, yeah. those came in the, and they the were colorway. Yeah. They were only yeah, at the, I got two of those. They were only at the Foot Action in the mall that I worked at, and everyone like only like a limited run or something like that. And people were like, oh, I need to go buy these like real quick. Because... People lining up for Roshis. Don't don't let don't let the history uh, escape you. This really happened. And some history. Uh, an interview with Aaron Phillips, who actually used to work at Complex. In 2012, he did with the designer Dylan Rosh. Mm-hmm. In the interview, Dylan says, the design process for the Roche started back in the fall of 2010. I was asked to bring ideas to a Nike Sportswear, uh, which focused on ways of bringing value to a lower price point. I was the only designer in a group of merchandisers, marketing, and salespeople. And when I presented the concept behind the Roche, the room was crickets. Apparently, the idea was too ab- abstract. Then in the other part of the interview, you were just talking about it. It says, apart from the details, I wanted the shoe to be as versatile as possible. I designed it so it could be worn barefoot or with socks. You could dress it up or down in it, travel with it, walk or run in it, chill in it, almost anything. I felt the simpler I can make it, the more profound it would become. I love the detail, too, about crickets in the meeting. I know. In the pitch, because I feel like... and. I guess this has to do partly with the myth-making of sneakers, but there's so many models like that. You think about the Air Max 1, not to put the Roshi on the same level as the Air Max 1, although I don't think it's like super far off, but the the story of that shoe's design and how uh, Tinker Hatfield and Mark Parker had to fight for it and how nobody at Nike understood it. I I feel like sometimes those are the most impactful ones, you know, of, of, oh, people, people don't get this, and then... I mean, how how many Roshis have they sold? How much revenue did they make off the Roshi line as a whole? Insane. Yeah. One one of the, I don't want to say frustrating, but this is what happens in, in the sneaker world. You get a shoe like the Roshi, mm-hmm. right? Okay. Where it's designed to look like a running shoe, but I think Nike very clearly said this is not a running sneaker. Well, the funny thing was when it first came out, it was called the Nike Roshi Run. Yes. Mm. And later on, they took the word run out of it. And I don't have the facts exactly, but I recall at the time hearing that that was because they didn't want to signal to people that it was a legitimate running shoe. But there's a lot of people 
on the market or whatever going to sneaker stores like we've talked about who mm-hmm. see shoes that think look like running shoes that yeah. aren't actually like designed to currently run in yes but it's not a performance shoe but sometimes the consumer isn't as well informed on making these decisions on what is a good and bad running shoe and they see a shoe like the roshi and think that it's a running shoe mm-hmm. and there was people out there trying to run <laughs> in in roshis and that shoe just had I can already picture that shoe being like pronated mm-hmm. over. It just had no support. One at of my all. gym shoes at feels all. like probably it's like a two seventy, you know, or yeah, which like, I was working, I working the, out but in the, a but lot. the Roshi. He was projecting. It was like Nike <laughs> trying, like putting out there that this is kind of like a running shoe, or people thinking it's a running shoe, mm-hmm. and then just not being a running shoe, but people out there trying to run in them and just totally probably like murdering their ankles. And Joe, we we have to ask: Did, did you ever run in a pair of Nike Roshi runs? No. Are you sure? I'm actually not sure, but I know I didn't work out in them. You didn't work on the Tech Fleece Roshis? <laughs> no, those actually, the Tech Fleece. Tech Fleece Roshis in the mold. There was a mulberry colorway. I we know. take it back to mulberry. Remember I that? Know. Oh, the sock darts no. as well. I bought two pairs of the mulberry <sighs> sock dart Tech Fleece. Yeah. That was just, a time. Just, spending, just buying. spending money on all the wrong things. Yeah. I'll say this too about the Roshi bring back. Certain sneakers like the Nike Dunk, for example, it coming back feels more special because we're not old enough to remember, one, the, the, the original versions. You know, I wasn't around when the Dunk first came out. And also, there was more restraint around the shoes in those prior eras when it was around. So Dunk came out in 85, and then, you know, you have the, the retro at the end of the 90s when they, they still weren't making a ton of them. And then in the 2000s, there's more. But... We remember not that long ago when the Roshi came and yep. it was an exciting moment yep. and then uh, there were a million of them within a few years and, the, and and it was saturated and it was not a cool shoe and it was a meme. So I, I think we're entering a weird period of of people having the memory of, of exactly how cool or uncool that shoe was at certain times. And because of that, I don't think there's going to be the same appetite. I don't think we're going to be nostalgic about the Roshi because it wasn't that long ago, one, that it was still available, and two, that it was a not, not cool, cool shoe. Not cool. You know what I mean? So I, I don't think anybody's expecting it to be this, but there's no world, I imagine, in which the Roshi can be on the level of the dunk right now. That was that was a true, if homeboy comes through in these. How many times are you going to use that? It's crickets. Number one, number one. I saw Encore the Ray. Yes, go ahead. I did not say it. Yeah, but you said I wouldn't clear it. No, that was a joke. Okay, we have to Brendan explain. We have to joke. explain. On the latest episode of Full Size Run, or the last episode of Full Size Run, Coyle Ray had one of those type of moments that sounded like maybe a thinly veiled reference to... Uh, but it was. Yeah, I saw. Sneaker shopping moment. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. Welty, maybe egged her on a little bit, but that there was a joke to it. Sorry, we're getting so deep. It's okay. Meta. I added the joke in there. Okay. The so, reference. That's fine. So be mad at me. It's hate fine. me now. Yeah. No, no hate. Thank you. Thank you you do bring back the dunks. There's something I want to talk about. Please. I, I think, um, you know, I know he's usually the, there was a tweet this weekend guy, but mm-hmm. I'm going to go. I saw Corey. Young Corey. Young Corey. Of Circulate fame. Yes. Our friend. Yes. And he said, I haven't worn dunks in so long, but I think I'm about to start wearing all mine again. I love these so much. Top five. The uncle high. Yeah. Beautiful shoe. Beautiful shoe. You and have then, a pair? I do have a pair. And then what, 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 well, what happened was is that our friend, once again, Reese, Reese LaFlair, mm-hmm. who we, you can go watch his full-size run episode. Please do. Uh, OG Nike SB skater mm. guy from back in the day. Sorry, he a Nike SB appreciator. He wasn't, like, signed by Nike SB. Wasn't he getting – I thought he was getting flowed the shoes at the time, too. It was on the team, but I think he had said that okay, he was, okay. Nike SB was sending him product to skating at the – during the OG era of Nike SB. Either way, he had said, he's like, oh, I can go bar for bar for you, with you, and because, like, Corey started breaking out shoes, and obviously Reese has shoes, too, and then Mm -hmm. he's like, oh, maybe I got rid of a lot of my Golden era Nike SB dunk stuff. (laughs) Yeah, but it would be cool, and he was like, oh, let's go bar for bar, and I'm like, well, I'm here for it if you guys, like, want to... You going to moderate it? If they want to try to, like, be like, hey, you got this, you got this, you got this, and I'm not trying to be like, oh, I'm stealing your sneaker battles ideas. You get Tony Mui back. (laughs) You and him? You could do it. It'd be fun to watch. We're not setting that up before we set up Fat Joe and PG. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I told you that was never going to happen. <laughs> PG won't even come on here. You think? He's <laughs> I will say, though, there's too many dunks. Looking at that tweet and, like, 
There's so many dunks. SB dunks or what no? Do you just think dunks in general. You think, think there's too many dunks? I think you always talk about saturation. We always talk about saturation. Too many. There's too many dunks. I think you're tired of it. Yeah, and I never really like feel that way. I'm losing track of who is making what dunk. That's how many I see and have seen. And and during the pandemic over the past two years, I was so leaned into dunks. I got the undefeated highs, mm -hmm. CDG. Buying new stuff in addition yes, to old stuff. CDG highs with never worn. Like so many, I was so into it. The haze dunks. Yeah. I think Nike just killed it with the saturation of just the, like, the OG models, like in every single shade of the rainbow. This feels like very, to me, almost like up-tempo-ish. Up tempo was a shoe that Nike, unfortunately, like murdered at like, one point. But but it, the same thing happened. Like I, at least I'm speaking personal. Like mm -hmm. the black and white up tempos I was wearing, and then all the colorways. But Joe, Joe, when you get this feeling, does this stem from just seeing them a ton online, or is this partly if you see too many of them in person? Because I suspect not, that you're not, not that you don't care really if you have a dunk and a million other people are wearing dunks no, in person, right? No, I care more about. The like production of it. Mm -hmm. How many are How out many, there in total? Yeah, I don't care yeah, about I'm like. Sure you see it when you like do sneaker shopping episodes and go to the resale shop, yeah. and then you're like, oh man, like ninety percent of the wall is like Jordan ones and Dunks, and it's just like. Ugh. It just seems like even Instagram, like you said, I don't care if I see them on the street. I think like you show up to a, an event totally and you fine. have Dunks on, and five other people have Dunks totally on. Totally fine you're, you're with not. that. I just see. I just feel like every day there's a new Dunk announcement. Yeah. It's funny because and it's going to be tougher to break through. I think. Yeah, and, yeah, and for the, sure. And the ones that break through, I think it's going to mean more. Yeah, I I feel a similar way to you, especially because I have accrued so many pairs in the past couple of years, and I've gone back and looked, and I'm like, why did I buy these? Right. Like, um, ones like, oh, this that, is a cool colorway, and I'm like, right. ones that at the time where Nike was still making the dunk feel so special and like something that still felt like be true to your school ish. Yeah, yeah, and and where it was like, if you had the opportunity, you should buy them because. You could resell them or you could trade them for something or you're just not going to get the opportunity. It's that feeling that Nike is so good at instilling in us. And, and cracking open a box and being like, Syracuse Nike Dunk Highs? I don't – I'm – this is a fine shoe other than the crappy synthetic leather on it. But I am never going to wear this. And, you know, so that what – for me, I know Joe doesn't have this reaction. But my next step is like go on StockX. And I'm like, oh, maybe I'll make a little bit of money off of Zero dollars. Not zero, but it's like, ah, $36 after the 4% fee and the 8% fee and the 2% fee and the it's one of those whatever happens that, after like, that. I've been a, obviously been a Dunk fan in the past, but mm -hmm. like really happy I did not buy into that. Oh, I bought a lot, you, bro. You didn't, you didn't buy any Dunks or get any Dunks? I love the Dunks, You dunk didn't too. add any Dunks to your collection in the past three years? I feel like you missed out on so much fun. No, people, I mean, I had gotten a few, like thank mm -hmm. you to like friends who had done dunk projects in in the over the past couple of years but other than that i did not buy one pair of dunks really over pandemic era in totally were you tempted at all nope chunky donkeys nope oh no travis i'm happy no. i got those though good travis i like i'm happy i got those. there too. was even our, our friend corgi you know he's a guy who's sitting on a lot of cool weird dunk colorways that i never even knew existed and i remember in the middle of pandemic buying a pair of euro exclusive nike dunk highs be true style color blocking i think it's white and maybe the red is called brick red and they have instead of flat laces they have rounded laces like a nike sb shoe which is super unique and and i i never wore them and they're still sitting there and i'm like why did how, I? this is how i had a, an epiphany the other day when i just i knew the dunk was i already thought the dunk was dead because what Nike had but not dead. done to it, how, what they had done to it. Mm -hmm. But You're just, saying dead. Yes. And the the moment that I realized it was we were sitting on the full-size run set, right? Mm -hmm. And we had the shoes in the boxes, right? Mm -hmm. And I remember we had an episode when there was a pair of shoes, and they were like the curry dunks. Yeah, my pair of curry dunks on the set, yeah. Curry dunks. Or sorry. reverse curry, sorry. Yes. Uncurry. And they're sitting there in the case, and they're such a special shoe, because it's like an old... A shoe that I've wanted for so long, a shoe I'm so happy to own, a shoe that I still have dead stock. And it, they're sitting there in the box, and I'm looking at it, and I, I know the story behind it, because you had it, and I know how OG and special that shoe is, but they just look like another... Uh, shoe that nike's murdered over the past like three years it looks like another colorway of og style dunks that just happens to be sitting there and i'm like wow they just look plain but without the context of the past two years and the resurgence yeah. and all the extra dunks and it still would have looked special to you as some relic from yeah 25 years ago but now that like now I, I see it and i just think of like i don't know like the white in 
sea foam or whatever colorway dunks that there's like a million different shades or white and gray, like just whatever you see in the streets all the time. Mm -hmm. What about? It just seems like another one. Another story that hits home. I wait six years to get Jason Sudeikis on sneaker shopping, right? Mm -hmm. And there's a moment that we talk about the Argon yeah. dunk, right? Beautiful oh, shoe. geez. I, I got him. I got the original. I end up going back and getting an OG pair of the Argons. I remember how excited I, like I was. Argon dunks Hold a little on. Knows. <laughs> Hold on. I end up getting a pair of the OG Argons. Yeah. Um, I got Jason Sudeikis. They, they weren't cheap. I know that. I got Jason Sudeikis. We no talk comment. about it. I'm like, this is why I'm in this business, baby. Yeah. Pop culture crossover. Argon dunks. Sudeikis. Mm -hmm. Last year... <laughs> <laughs> I land in Atlanta. Uh -huh. We go to Gus's. What's uh, it's a the guy stage left? What are we stage left or stage our, right? Our producer Dave Matthews right here pulls up in the offset light blue Atlanta fitted, not the one he's wearing now. Light blue two tone uh -huh. Atlanta the fitted Hank and, Aaron and the recently released Argon the Argon Dunks. Dunk retro trying to flex. So you're saying Dave Matthews ruined, ruined the Argon no? He didn't. He didn't. I would be hypocritical to say because I just said, mm -hmm. but. Talk about how many, let's just say, how many dunks have you owned, Dave? He's wearing dunks right now, actually. This is our producer. Two. Okay, two dunks. And that's it, the Argon. You saying he, he needed to, like, pass a test in order to own such a historical No, shoe? no, I'm not, not gatekeeping. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, the Argon, just such I a... I remember how excited I was yeah. when I first got the word that the Argon Nike dunk was coming back. You know, we broke the news that the yes. retro was on the way. Yeah. I think that colorway sticks out a little more. Yeah. Just because... But I feel like that kind of came and went, no? But I feel like yeah. just, like, the color blocking on that... Is a little bit more unique. A little more unique. Love that shoe. Than just like what we were talking about recently. Which White is, color. Yeah. Yeah. Or the flip of it. We need to put the fit in, Dave. But I do think that speaks to another interesting thing to consider is the extent to which. Dude, they're they're going for like almost retail. Sorry. But is that Argons. a good thing or is that a bad thing? I don't. I'm just saying. I, it's I fine. don't know. I don't know. I, I go back. I don't, and I don't, I don't think. I don't think, I don't think shoes not reselling for a lot of money is like a, no. a sign of. No, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Of, Whatever. You don't think it's a bad thing? No. No. But, just yeah, I, I know. But just this thing of, and this is a topic we've covered recently, of whether or not certain shoes should continue to be special and should continue to be mm. yeah. held we in such high regard that. that they're not, yeah. you know, popping up on the feet of some random guy who produces a sneaker podcast at Complex. Oh, yeah. The wrong person wearing a shoe. This is, I'm not taking shots. <laughs> no, I'm not don't. taking I'm, But the wrong person wearing a shoe can ruin it for me. Oh, I'll say that. Wow. And maybe that's elitist of me. But, wow. But, don't you don't feel that way? Not I'm, again, really. I'm not, I'm not. I'm not doing this as a bit to take a shot at our producer because I no, still love the No, I don't feel like that. I don't. I just feel again. If you saw the wrong person no. in the right shoe, you wouldn't be mad. I know Welty would. I don't know. I don't. I'm not, think I'm not so. trying to care. I, yeah, but I, I do think. I all I'm saying. Gonna... I don't look at it like that. I do look at just a little bit of oversaturation. Mm -hmm. um, Damn. So you you see someone, you you put them on ice. That's it. Uh yeah. I mean, this is. This Damn. is the problem with my sneaker buying habits is that I'm so prone to putting things on ice and I'll just put stuff and then away for a long it. time. And then, never same with me. then I never come back to an era where I'm interested in it like that pair of Nike Dunk Highs that I bought, the brick yeah. red pair. Actually, you know, there's a really funny – I got to take it back to GovBall real quick okay. because, you know, uh, anytime I'm out in the public, you know, adoring fans come oh, up to me course. and want to chat footwear. Of you course. know, We all know this feeling. And this guy comes up to me and he's, oh, it was so cool. Watch the podcast. And then he he walks off. And he runs back to me and he says, wait, no, I have to say this to you because I know you have power, which oh. the idea that we people have. think that we could like, hey, I want this shit to get released, hit up Nike and like, talk. I'm like, dude, I cannot do that. For <laughs> the you. idea that, yeah, the idea that we have any sway within the walls of Nike is extremely laughable. But he said, I know you have power. Bring back the dunk mids. And I said, I'll get right on it. Trinidad, <laughs> they're, they're, still the mid yeah. agenda, right? There's, there's no, there's, if, if somehow I had the ability to convince anyone at Nike to release a certain shoe or to bring something back or to put something away. There, there's no way, respectfully to that guy, because I told him in the moment that I would, there's no way I would spend that energy on the dunk and mid. that clout on some return of the dunk yeah. mid. Not going to happen. Mm. One thing I want to bring up, so I think this is an interesting topic and also something that, uh, I guess, hits close to home. So, uh, Hannon shop mm -hmm. in Aberdeen, uh, Scotland, good friends, Brian, Ed, Tomo, all you guys. Um, so they've been around for 30 years. I uh, had no idea they were around that long. Since 1993. So they recently posted, uh, sadly, our Aberdeen shop is closing permanently. And they mm -hmm. put out a statement. 
All operations are to move entirely online where business will trade as normal. But I think this is the interest. Well, I think there's a lot of interesting part. But it says it was not an easy decision to take, but is largely enforced due to a culmination of factors out with our control, in particular, increased economic pressures exasperated by the pandemic and a shifting retail landscape has meant that conditions are at a point where the shop is no longer viable. So Hannon, like, I don't know if the term still applies, but like a tier zero mm. boutique, like mm. the toppest of tiers uh, there are, done many great collaborations throughout the years, uh, especially with New Balance. Um, a lot of Asics. A lot of Asics. Uh, God, I wanted some of their Gel Light 3s so yes. bad. Done a lot of great shoes, and they're not going out of business. They're just going online. But they said at this point in the world that owning a physical sneaker boutique is no longer good for business. Mm. It doesn't come as a huge surprise, I guess, especially considering our own sneaker buying habits. Yeah. I can't really say that I go to physical sneaker stores that often and actually spend my money on shoes. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm in stores a decent amount to see what's on the shelves and to yeah. look around, but I'm, I'm sure y'all feel the same way. If I see a shoe in a store, I'm going to look online and see if I can find it somewhere else for cheaper. So I, 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 I do understand the tendency to lament these things and oh, it's, it's a shame that we can't go to these places anymore. But I'm like, I, other than in our work, supporting the stores and highlighting things that people are doing in physical stores, I'm not really spending a lot of money at a physical shoe store in 2023 anyway. So I do understand it. So you want secret stores to be all online? No, absolutely not. I'm just saying, I mean, like, did you ever go to Hannon? Uh, I was supposed, so I was supposed to go there a few like a few months ago or whatever but had like a issue yeah whatever and i couldn't i couldn't go but i actually i hadn't gone to the physical store i did a in 2019 i went to london and they did a pop-up event for the re-release of the adidas london okay they did an old school style uh sporting goods store was that the one that you spoke at yeah i did yeah. A, i did a talk at um ted talk yeah <laughs> thank you for coming but i just think i just i think it's an interesting topic where it's like one of like the cooler sneaker boutiques throughout the history of sneaker boutiques yeah. is signaling that you know it's like we're only going to be an online store at this point because yeah. it's not a viable business yeah i mean do y'all spend time or money in sneaker stores yes and the one thing i would say resale shops or uh do i spend money good question or time do you hang out there? I do. I, no, I don't hang out. Yeah. I go. I go. I like to go in though, especially yeah. when I'm on the road. Mm -hmm. I went into and and this isn't breaking news. I went into the a store last week in L.A. I, I was in Kith. The parody on the wall is really like different. Mm -hmm. Like and and that's something that we've we've talked about, I guess. And it's not brand again, selection. I I do think and, Kith has one of the best selections there is, and I'm not just saying that just because. So, it's very interesting. Went into Kith Rodeo, and it's like the Jordans are over here, mm -hmm. and like even like the Nikes, Jordans and Nikes are over there, and then Solomon and New Balance. And if you like had a heat map of where I s spent it, my time, the, it's all the other stuff. The it's like Solomon New Balance. I stayed there. Even like awesome Birkenstock. Like it's just the parody on the wall. Which all the Asics, Merrells, all that 100%. sort of stuff. Yeah, and it, it was just like. Again, not anything that hasn't been talked about, but it's definitely something I realized. Like, wow, like the stuff that I want to buy out of this store mm -hmm. is all these other brands, essentially. I think it's interesting, too. Like, we've talked about this recently is like all the Nike stuff, like the Nike stuff that you probably actually want to buy mm -hmm. is all this. It's all this. No, but it's also the stuff that like sells out like on release day and mm -hmm. then maybe you don't have a chance to get it. So you go into the sneaker store itself. And you see the Nike product, and there's like very few Nike shoes that are like available in retail stores. Yeah. On like just walk in and be able to buy it that you actually have interest in buying. But the other brands, it's like they're maybe the collaborations and whatnot are going to sell out right away. But you can, I feel like you have a better chance of walking into a sneaker store now and finding something from one of the other brands that feels like exciting and interesting that where you're not like, hey, I'm just buying the leftovers. It's like the meat of the yeah. product. And I think also you talk about exciting, like my friends, like what shoe should I get right now? And I just, the, the like green and black Solomon XT4. Mm -hmm. And like you are excited about putting them on yeah. something that they may not be used to buying, like yeah. in their in their like sneaker purchasing patterns. But like, it's definitely a thing. I also think there's a discovery element to it. Yeah. 
there's there's a there's a sentiment that gets passed around a lot of oh I miss the days when you would walk into a sneaker store and you would see something that you never saw mm -hmm. before because that we live mm -hmm. in this age and complex contributes to it of everybody knows everything about every release mm -hmm. and any given shoe that's at a sneaker store you saw 12 months ago because we leaked it and there's images of it out there and you know the exact plan for the rollout but some of these smaller brands like a Solomon that's the one that sticks out to me mm -hmm. if I go to a store and I look at what they have on the shelves I don't even know the names of some of those models, and yeah. that's me as a person who lives this stuff. I don't some of those colorways I haven't seen, so it, it's that fun yep. discovery aspect of like, oh, the, these are things that don't get leaked or beaten to death online by publications like ours, way ahead of the fact. So I can still go into a store and see something I haven't seen before and be like, I like this. I'm going to buy this. Definitely. I think uh, I may get it wrong, but I think it was T-Mobile. Uh, I was watching Monday Night Raw in like the to arena, to totally, mobile arena, to totally legally watching. Uh, <laughs> yeah, with this, with the stream you paid for. Yeah, um, and you know, like the commercials come on in between matches, mm -hmm. and there was a, I think I I want to say it was T-Mobile. They had a commercial, and it goes, "You used to have to go online to find out about where to go to buy like for the sneaker release. You'd have mm -hmm. to get the info on your phone to go to the sneaker release to line up." Mm -hmm. But they were like, "But now." through whatever da, da 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 you can buy it all online right and like there was a commercial for it saying that like oh like the day of the sneak the day, they're basically the, what's the commercial for for t-mobile i think so um it was a it was like a phone company okay talking about how you can somehow buy all your shoes through your phone now right and it's like signaling the day of like the the sneaker release is like a yeah a relic of the past you know i mean when was the last time you went to a sneaker release Oh man, maybe I'm out of touch. No, I'm. I don't think you're out of touch. I think that you're probably like a lot of us who, even though, and again, I get I get the sentiment, and I feel the same way. Of it sounds like a bummer, especially like you know, small independently owned stores. Yeah. There are less and less of them. You know, Amazon owns this, or everything is owned by Snipes, or or, or what is what is the parent company? I feel like. Every six months, yeah. there's a new merger, mm -hmm. and, and there are fewer actual mm -hmm. sneaker yeah. stores than just one conglomerate. So I understand that, but also on a practical level, and just trying to be honest with myself, I don't buy shoes in store that much. You mm -hmm. know, I'll, I'll, I've, I've spent more money on sneakers than I have at any given sneaker store, probably in the past five years. Yeah, yeah. But I, 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 do, I do think it's a bummer. Yeah, changing times. I think, and it, I, I, I think we still need stuff like that, and and I hope that, I hope that those small stores can yeah. still continue to flourish and, and be around in some way. I mean, I had a great time this past weekend. I was in Cincinnati for Unheard of's mm -hmm. uh, release of their Adidas rivalry low. Shout out to mm -hmm. Phil, Joe, Manley, Brick, everybody, everybody I saw out there, and I, I, I still love those moments, and I, I do feel like I need to get out to them more, seeing the lineup and hanging great, out, right? and buying a yeah. shoe and things like that, but. It's not as easy as, uh, as as just picking up your phone and finding where the coupon is and plugging it all in. But how would you feel, Joe, if like there's a day and age when you're doing a sneaker shopping episode and it's no longer going to a sneaker store and it's just two people, s yeah, sitting you in put a, on the MetaQuest two yeah, goggles. You, you're sitting you're sitting here with uh, uh, you know a guest and you're just both on your laptops. It's funny because we were thinking about that during the pandemic. Online sneaker shopping. Mm -hmm. Hop on a Zoom call. Yeah. Share my screen. Yeah. <laughs> Turned into sneaker stories, which I'm proud of. Right. But uh, listen, we're gonna we have to adapt, I guess. You know? We still gotta see what they're feeling, what they're not. <laughs> and then hopefully on the dot com maybe, you know? Yeah. <laughs> hopefully they get to add to cart. <laughs> I I guess also I still like to go to stores. I, I think the resale shops are sometimes the more interesting stores because those are the ones where you can see some of the stuff that you never yeah. see in person, you know? Oh, sorry to not, because I totally forgot about it. I just blanked and you asked me a question. Last time I had been to a sneaker release, oh, I yes. did go to the um, New Balance 2002. Um, Protection pack? Yeah. The, when Extra Butter had the, the majority of the pairs, so they had like the lead on it in the US? No, it was like the second wave second, of it. Okay. The one that came out, last year okay i think where they did the the cl colorway and like maybe the all orange. the ones that clark was was campaigning for on the sneaker of the year yes panel. Mm. those ones they did a orange like, they did like a early drop or whatever they had like a party etc but you could go and buy the shoes and i did yep. buy the shoes so new balance 2002 r let's not sleep on that shoe have you have y'all noticed how much that sneaker is out okay. and about 
There's yes. a lot of New Balance 2002 R's, and I'm 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 with it. I'm, I think I'm it, I think it. it hits the right price point for a lot of people because a lot of people, you know, uh, when they saw the New Balance was a big thing, they weren't as used to buying New Balance, and we had seen that with like the ALD, mm-hmm. especially a made in USA one, nine nine one collaboration, which like the shoe was like two hundred and seventy dollars, and they're like, this is crazy, and they didn't realize sometimes the price points on New Balance shoes are kind of nuts yeah or even like a 990 is like a 200 dollars shoe right but the the 2002 r you can get a pair for like 140 bucks yeah and that hits way more like 120 on sale or something like that and it hits way more the price point of people are trying to purchase yeah i think the shoe even though like i just said it's 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 around a lot but new balance has cooled down on it a little bit right in terms of special projects i i feel like they they had people help introduce it Salehi, most yeah. notably, but now that it's kind of out there and yeah. and we're familiar with it, we're not seeing that many 2002 R collabs anymore, right? Not as much. I like the Invincible ones a lot. Yeah. yeah. Uh, what, what, this... I was wearing the DTLR ones the other week on the podcast. Yeah, I, like I, I know you're a fan of those, but yeah. 2002 R. Those are selling. Those are selling like hotcakes. Ask your local, local boutique. Gentlemen, what else is going on in the world of footwear? So, something that's coming up is that and i don't know if people are gonna get excited about this because we talk about resale value Mm -hmm. on everything Mm -hmm. um the as we're shooting this mischief's big red boots are going to restock today um obviously they were a huge viral moment and Um, a huge shoe yeah yeah uh so hold on those dropped this year yeah. Yes. Where Those have you been? Didn't, Where have you been? I I, I just get the it feels I like... get the November December 2022 mixed up from yeah. early. Okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but <laughs> those didn't make our little spoiler alert because they're not sneakers. Is that why they didn't make our top? They made 10 our. List? They made. They made our. I don't know if it's. It's going to be on a different list. Yeah. So we do a couple okay. different lists every mid-year and end-of-year complex where we rank the best sneakers, the best Jordans. One of those things is the best new sneaker designs. We put that shoe, even though it's a boot, it's called the Big Red Boot. We put that yes. shoe on there because we felt like it was disruptive and okay. interesting enough to warrant inclusion. Yeah. There. Is it high? No, it's not particularly. I mean, the shoe again, it's physically, high. it's high. You know, it's right, big and right, it's high, right. but is that? But um, I, I we didn't put it on the mid year for the best sneaker releases. It's just a little bit outside okay. of that, you okay. know. But, but anyway, change the not even being hyperbolic, change the game. So huge. Own the first few months of 2023. Viral moment, but I feel like someone had made a comment online saying, hey, look, it's funny because everyone bought their pairs, but they just wanted to get the one fit off with it, and that's all it was because it's not really something you're going to, like, keep in rotation and wear on a regular basis. It's It's not practical footwear. Yes. So it's like once they all came out and dropped. And got the content. Then no one wanted them. And there were a bunch of fake pairs floating around, I think. But... The not to say that resale value should dictate your thoughts on any of this, mm-hmm. but they were resell. People bought a ton of them, thinking they were gonna flip the heck out of them, and they were going for like a hundred dollars under retail because the retail price is three fifty. And there it's were like, pairs available under retail. They're available right now. Joe, why really? are we buying them? Yeah, you can buy them on any website right now for way under retail. I can't. But they're restocking them for three fifty when you can buy them for two sixty. Hmm, interesting. Do you think there's going to be another wave? Imagine another wave. June. Are when, you, when, did, when did they come out? I mean, I think you said so, Halloween is the second wave we oh, can expect. Wait, Definitely. Can we ever uh, see you wear those on episode of Sneaker Shopping? No. Gideon did, though. Shouts to Gideon. Uh, shouts to Gideon. He donated the... Um, yeah. all, all the shoes he bought on Sneaker Shopping? Yeah, and go check his video out on his channel. Beautiful but, moment. But he also... It's funny... He, the big red boots. The weird thing about that video, he's a size 13. He fit into a size 10 big red boots. Oh, there's just... That has to be a lie. Who knows? That's a prank. I don't know. Who man. knows? I, I thought maybe we were getting Also, uh, a, a friend of mine, uh, Heber, he uh, recently Who? ran... My friend Heber, he ran a half marathon. In the boots? In the big red no. boots. No, wait. There's a, there's a YouTube video you can... Uh, Go watch You it. know somebody who ran 13 what was miles this? in the big it, Actually, red he, put, he put the video out last night what was, on YouTube. What was his put pace. that on it's, social. It's on, the, on the Buttery Bros. Uh, Wait, did that go YouTube viral page. yet? Not yet. I think he dropped it last Send night. Send that to social. I, yeah. I want It's funny. We were like, nobody's ever going to wear these again. They just wanted the content. And then your yeah, friend and, wait, yeah. wanted do? the content. Um, he, I mean, he's like a really fit guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, but 
his he said that his leg got like tore up. That is crazy. That's like we got an interview. We got we got yeah, on the next. We got to do a thirty for thirty on that <laughs> athletic feat performance. Yeah, ran ran thirteen miles in the big red boot. Wow. Was he training Send in that them to at all? Social. I almost want to call him right now and ask fifteen questions about this. Uh, no, I mean we can set it up after, but uh, no, he's like super fit dude. Yeah, it's like uh, made wait, a did he do it for a stunt? Yeah, he has like a he's like a well, he didn't do it for the he's like a, PR. Yeah, me in the two seventies, <laughs> who knows? Like a, he's, like a fit, know? he's like a fitness YouTube guy. Made a bunch of like fitness documentaries, et cetera, et cetera. But he okay. decided to randomly run a half marathon in big. Wow, we need that. Good thing this is dropping Friday because we're gonna post first. Okay. <laughs> Have you talked to him about it? Yeah, he uh, hit me up. He's like, I think it's the time to drop the drop the video finally because he had done it like uh, when the shoes or the boots had come out and had been sitting on the content and you like, know what i want to see too the after you know sometimes uh elite athletes which it sounds like this young man is is he a young man about my age sounds like this guy is uh, um, he's such an ass. <laughs> sorry 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 uh, i was wondering where he was gonna go with after it. <laughs> after a particular match or feat or event you know you have the the people in the wear test lab breaking down yeah. exactly the abrasion on the shoes and yeah. how they're Get worn. Lethal shooter back in here <laughs> yeah i want to see i want to see uh what the before and after of the big red boot uh 13 mile uh, we should marathon. maybe do we'll do two hours with him on this yeah. podcast yeah. next week. Hop on the phone, get all the photos. <laughs> yeah, stay tuned. You may see that on. That's, that's incredible, though. I salute, that is, I salute yeah. him. Shout out to you, Hebert. That's wow. That's that's dedication. You know, everybody else was like we said. People wanted those things so they could get some clout on the internet, which we're all guilty of. You yeah. know, there's there's a lot of people out there who they they live for that. You know, they they build their whole life around that. You know, they spend way too much time <laughs> on certain social I'm media platforms. I'm not looking for at that. Him. Um, he really went the wow. extra mile. Yeah. The extra 13, 13. miles. Yes, he did. Yes, you know? So. Yeah. All right. Stay tuned. We're gonna, there'll be something on complex.com or <laughs> complex social. Yeah. I, I'm interested to check that out. Beautiful. All right, everyone. This yep. is it. Gang's back together. Mm -hmm. Gang's all here. And we got a fun one. I, actually, no. Let me not. Sometimes plans change, yep. things yep. like that. But hopefully next week will be hopefully, amazing as well. Hopefully. Fingers crossed. We'll be here, though. Oh, yeah. All right, everyone, this has been the Complex Sneakers Podcast. We hope everyone has a great weekend. Please like, subscribe. We will see you next week. Our producer is David Matthews. Our associate producer is Jillian Hardman-Webb. Audio editing done by Haley Choi. Special thanks to Jen Stewart, Shiva Bayet, and Haley Choi. The Complex Sneakers Podcast is a production of the Complex Podcast Network. Complex Sneakers.